Hello, it's Mike McDivitt, interim pastor of New Hope Baptist Church, here in January the 22nd. And if you would, we're going to turn to John chapter 10 today, John chapter 10. And we're going to talk about Jesus's authority, Jesus's authority. John chapter 10, we're going to read 14 through 18, and then have a word of prayer, if you would. John chapter 10, verses 14 through 18. Says, I am the good shepherd <clears throat> and know my sheep, and I am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay down, lay it down of myself. And I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up, or take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Let's pray. Dear Father, I just thank you for this day, Lord, that you have given us and be able to have the privilege to come into your your throne room in prayer and to open up the word of that you had given through your son, Lord, the word of God, the inspired word of God. And we thank you for it, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will do what I cannot do, Lord, and meet each and, each and every one of our needs through your word today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. A lot of people really only think of Christ as uh, the meek and mild baby Jesus, correct? That's usually how most people think of it. Christmas time, the manger scene, and although some do, you know, when it comes time for uh, uh, we get to Resurrection Sunday and things that some call Easter, you know, we, they think about that a little, but most people think of Jesus as the meek and mild baby Jesus, this this Christ that um, has no power, no authority, and that's simply not true. Now, there's a lot of sides of Jesus Christ. When he came down on this earth in the form of a human being, came into that body, he humbled himself to be do so for your and my sake. Yes, he did. And he loves you. And that is a great thing, a great way to think of Christ. But some people don't really understand the authority that Christ had. Has, really. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father, isn't he? The authority that God has in our lives, let alone, you know? And uh, I think in this society today, people do not want someone having any authority over them. No way. We're going to ride if someone tries to have authority over us. Now, don't get me wrong, a tyrannical government is not a good thing. To have someone unfairly rule over your life is a terrible thing. But to have chaos would be horrible, wouldn't it, also? I mean, if we didn't have policemen, we'd be sitting there taking turns guarding the house. How would we even work? You know, go, go to work with uh, uh, armed to the teeth because of burglars, because there's no justice, no 
police. You have to have somebody with authority, you know. But when they look, when people look at the Lord Jesus Christ, they don't want to think of him having authority. Who are you to tell me what's right and wrong? Isn't that how they think? Yes, it is. So I wanted to look today at Jesus Christ that's a man of authority. Remember, he is the Son of God. We can't get into all this today. We wouldn't have the time. But in this first set of verses, Jesus has the authority to lay down his life and to take it up again. Isn't that something? He has the authority over life and death. Um, and if you're, if you're curious, and here within these verses, in verse 16, it's talking about another fold. That's talking about the Gentiles. <laughs> this, just to throw that in for free, because that is confusing to some people where it says, uh, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. He's talking about Gentiles. In other words, me, I'm a Gentile, right? But the point of this verse I wanted to bring out loud and clear is he has the authority over life and death. Some people think that uh, Jesus has what? I remember talking to somebody that, um, talking about Jesus as the Son of God. And, and I don't think they really thought about it before because when we talked it over, it was like, he's what? He's God. And they claim to be a Christian. Well, if you don't believe Jesus is God, you need to get saved because that's that's who's that's who takes your sin away my friend jesus christ the one that has authority here over life and death he does let's look at matthew chapter 9 let's go back to matthew we're going to stay in the new testament of course but in matthew chapter uh, 9 today easy to find matthew mark luke and john right Matthew chapter 9. And we're going to look at verses 6 through 8. Matthew chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. And it says, But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. And when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. This Jesus, the same Jesus, had the authority to forgive sins. Imagine that. That really offended the Pharisees. It really did. Who do you think you are? telling anybody that you have the power to forgive sins. Well, he's the son of God. He's the son of God. And somehow they've missed the point that Jesus came to this earth to die for you and me, to forgive what? Me of my sins. <laughs> Somebody's got to pay for our sins, my friend. It's either going to be you or I in hell paying for our own sins or we will have asked Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and come into our hearts and lives and be our God and therefore coming into our lives and our hearts and forgiving us of our sins not temporarily, no 
Bible says we're sealed in the Spirit. And we're in His hand. He's in His Father's hand. Nobody can take you out of the Father's hand. <clears throat> he forgives sins. He has the authority to lay down his life and to take it up again. He has the authority to forgive sins. Just so you remember, God hates sin. God hates sin. So badly does he hate sin that he had to, upon man's uh, tripping over his own faults into sin, put those who do not choose him in a place that wasn't even made for you and I. It was made for Satan and his angels. Because either you're going to spend eternity in a, in a place called hell. People don't like to preach about that these days, do they? But it's true. Or you're going to spend eternity with the good Lord, having your sins forgiven. And he will look on you as if you've never sinned because somebody paid for those sins. But he has the authority to forgive you of your and my sin. Isn't that wonderful? And it's the most remarkable um, thing that is, is considered a miracle in the Bible. You think of the, the people that he healed of, of, of leprosy and palsy and so forth and so on. No, no. No, no, those are just physical things. Heal the blind man, I know. But that's just a menial thing compared to your soul. Eternity in heaven with the good Lord. That is a miracle, my friend. He has the ability to forgive sins. Let's look in uh, Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. Let's look in verse, starting here in verse 21. Mark 1. We're going to start here in verse 21. It says, And they went to Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. Imagine that. The living word of God. Of course he would, wouldn't he? And there was in their synagogue a man with unclean spirit. I think we have a few of those today, don't we? And he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? What does it mean we? Well, it's the demons that are in this man. It wasn't just one. Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee, who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him, and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed, insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? And what new doctrine is this? For what with authority commanded he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. He has the authority over demons. Now there's a lot of controversy on this kind of thing, isn't there? Demons and stuff. If you don't think there is, all you need to look at is a lot of the uh, shows that are on TV and the movies that are out there. Demonically influenced 
movies that I don't really believe a Christian should watch. You shouldn't even be watching them, my friends. Yet people will say, there's no demons. What's a demon? Well, there's only a couple kinds of spirits out there, my friend. A demon is a fallen angel. One that Lucifer rules over. Who's Lucifer? Well, he was a, a top angel in his day. And when he wanted to be worshipped, thought he could be worshipped as God, was cast out of heaven and a third of the angels fell with him. Those angels are what they're talking about here. Ask me to explain it completely, I cannot. But I have seen the influence of them on people through my life. Being raised as a preacher's son, you get to see a lot of things that just some you can't unsee. <laughs> you just cannot. And I'm telling you, the spiritual realm is more real than what you and I are living in today. And there is fallen angels, demons. And Jesus had the authority, has the authority over them. He does. Some people think, well, it's who's going to win, Satan or uh, or God? And, and, and some of these movies are, have a bend towards that, right? The, the eternal fight and who's going to win it. Well, the, God already won, my friend. These battles that you and I lose are because you and I, not because of the good Lord. He's already won that. He won that the day that he rose again. When he took up his life, like we read in John, he had the power to take it up again. And he has the power over those demons, my friend. He has the power over those demons. He has the power and the authority over them and authority to forgive sins. He has the authority to take up his life and lay it down. He's Jesus Christ, the Son of God, with the authority from the Holy One above. Right? Exactly. Well, let's look in Luke chapter 17. Matthew, Mark, Luke. We're back here anyways, aren't we? Luke chapter 17. And verses 11, starting here, Luke 17, 11 through, uh, 11 through 19. And it says, And it came to pass, as he went into Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into a certain village, and there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. That's how we come to Christ, isn't it? We should. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. What's he saying there? Well, you didn't show yourselves unto the priests unless you were healed, and you showed yourself to them to prove that you were clean. Leprosy is a horrible, horrible thing. When you had that, it was basically a death sentence. Verse 15, and it says, oh, excuse me, the rest of verse 14 says, and it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. So as they put feet on their faith, what's faith? To believe God, right? As they put feet on that and went where he told them to go, they were cleansed on the way. And one of them, 
When he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet and given, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. You imagine that, one that they would look down on. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? And there are, not, there are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith is willingness to believe God. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Jesus had the authority over sickness. And I know, I know, you say, well, why doesn't he always heal? Well, he, know, he, he knows best. And that's hard to say, isn't it? Now, you should pray in faith to believing him, that he can heal you if he wants to. And you believe and you pray. But understand, at the end of that prayer, we should say, not my will, but thine be done. Right? We should pray what is his will. My mother passed away in May. Man, is it time went fast. And, uh, of course, we were all praying that the Lord would heal her. And he could. He could. I've seen him heal people. I don't believe in faith healers, but I do believe in God as a healing force. Yes, I do. And prayer and for healing, I've seen it happen. And he knows best. I believe there's a time for each one of us. There's a day appointed unto us unless the Lord comes in a rapture today that's uh, in heaven that we're going to die on that date. I really do believe that. And if it's not that date, there's nothing that can hurt you. You are impervious. And if it is that date, there's nothing that's going to keep it from coming. Now, who am I to say? Maybe the Lord would delay what he wanted. I believe there's things in the Bible where he said to a kings that, that, that we would, uh, they would, their death would be delayed, right? But I believe as a whole, you're, when your number's up, it's time. He has the power to heal, though. Don't you believe that? I do. I do. You better believe it. He's God. He created everything that you've ever seen ever in your life in its raw form. He created it. Now, of course, I don't believe in uh, evolution. <laughs> he, believe, he created a full-grown man and a full-grown uh, uh, rhinoceros, or whatever you want to say, full-grown universe for that matter. But what I mean by that is uh, uh, he created the substances we make plastic out of, right? Sure, everything that you've ever seen, he had a hand in. And he has the authority over all. We're kind of running out of time here. We're not going to turn to this one. But if you turn on your own to John 5, 24 through 27, he has the authority to judge. This is the one that the people really hate. Who does he think he is? Hey, he's God. He's God, my friend. 
He has the authority to judge. If you look in uh, John chapter 17, verse 1 and 2, he has the authority over all men. You and I. He's God. He is God. People hate this. But the, it's a Christians that brings us comfort. It brings us comfort. This God of authority has all power. All power is given to him. Let's look here in Matthew. Last verse. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. We're going to look down here around verse 18. Of course, this, you know, is a great commission. We'll read the whole thing, but we really want to concentrate on 18. It says, Jesus spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Jesus has the authority over all things in heaven and earth. Can you imagine that? It isn't just meek and mild Jesus. There's so many things that we could say about this authority. One day, that authority is going to call his church up into the clouds. One day, that authority, he's going to come as John saw him with eyes of fire, hair white, to come take this world back and to destroy evil. I'm glad we're going to be in back of him, my friend, if you're saved. You don't want to be in front of him. He's the God of authority. When you're living in his kingdom, it means you're living under his rule. You're living under his rule. Oh, my friend, are you living under this Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, this king of kings? Are you living under his rule? I hope so. It says, if you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. If you confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart, you ask me to forgive of your sins. He said he'll come in to your heart and life, believing he is God and that he can forgive your sins. He will. And when he comes into your heart and forgives you of your sins, when you ask that, you're going to be a brother or sister with me. Whatever country you're in, there's like a dozen countries that listen to this. It's remarkable. Please. It's better to be under his authority than your own. It really is. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear my Father, I just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord. And I pray, Father, you will do what I cannot do, Lord. And just show each of us what you would have for us in this few chapters that we have read today. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope that you'll have a good week. You have a great Sunday tomorrow. I hope you make it to church, my friends. And if you're in a country that you can't get to church, why don't you call some of your friends and over the phone pray together and read a Bible together. There's some lines on there that you can... Uh, Get together a conference call-wise and just do that with your friends or some members of your church. You need to gather as a church, even if it's in that way. Please, especially in the day and age that we live in. 
And as we are under authority, I know the governments, the various governments we live under to a point, we are under the authority of Jesus Christ most of all. He's our rule, ruler, and we he reigns over his kingdom. And I live in his kingdom. Well, I hope that you would witness to some poor lost soul this week, my friends, and you have a great week. God bless you.